Welcome to the Mining and Markets Podcast hosted by Synergy Capital, your source for finding opportunity in the junior mining and resources space, one voice at a time. And welcome back to another episode of the Mining and Markets Podcast hosted by Synergy Capital. Today we have a very exciting episode lined up with the CEO of Argentina Lithium, Mr. Nico Kakos. Nico, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on your program. Look, you know, a $90 million USD investment from a world-renowned automaker known as Stellantis, which, you know, for my listeners who are who are tuned in right now, Stellantis owns Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, many other car brands. At a $450 million USD valuation, when the market cap of Argentina Lithium was roughly $30 million Canadian the day before, you know, that's something you don't see every day. Nico, congratulations on this huge milestone. Did you ever see something like this happening when the company started exploring these properties? No, I didn't see this coming, to be honest, but it was a, a- good deal that we have definitely it's a great deal for argentina lithium for this uh, being validated by stellantis and for the valuation that they've given us and the funding that they've given us but i think it's also important to look at it from the reverse side it's also a good deal for stellantis because what they do is they basically recognize that lithium is becoming harder and harder to come by and uh, they understand also what their manufacturing needs are going to be for electric vehicles in the future and what amounts of lithium that they're going to be requiring and what they've done here is they really bought an optionality that when lithium comes online they have an option to acquire it to to buy that lithium and so that it doesn't disrupt their automotive uh, production situation so for them it's also a good deal as well so that's you know those those two are the hallmark that's the hallmark of a great deal where it works for both companies. So Nico, typically when you see these type of strategic investments, there's a lot, typically there's a lot of constraints where the funds are either distributed in tranches or on a per milestone basis. But in this case, it was a clean, extremely clean deal where the company received the entire investment. Was there a particular reason why these terms were so favorable, given that it usually doesn't happen that way? Well, there is a caveat that we need to, I think 85% of the funding we have to use, spend on our lithium projects in Argentina. The balance of the 15% were allowed to use for general corporate purposes. So in this case here, this funding really represents a three-year exploration budget for Argentina lithium. And as we're looking to accelerate our exploration uh, endeavors there, by giving us the funds up front, it allows us to be more cost-effective and be able to ramp up at a quicker speed than otherwise might may have been the case. Got it. Okay, and I, I, you know, I imagine that Stellantis considered other companies in the area and within the lithium triangle, but they, you know, they chose Argentina Lithium for a reason without having a pre-feasibility study or a resource in place. You know, why do you think the company stood out to them amongst the competition? Well, Stellantis didn't didn't make this decision lightly. You know, we've been working on this deal now for over a year. I think their initial approach to us were the reputation of our team and our management team were managed. The, the management group behind Argentina Lithium is known as the Grosso Group. And Grosso Group management has been active. We've been active in Argentina now for 30 years and known as one of the pioneers of mining in that country. Argentina, you know, for those listeners who may not be aware, liberalized its uh, investment laws to allow foreign investment in the mining sector to just 30 years ago, back in 92, 93. So over those last 30 years, as Grosso Group, we have been very active in Argentina, have been very successful. We've made uh, four major discoveries there. And 
have established a, a stellar reputation. Joe Grosso, the uh, the president and chairman uh, of our company, has been inducted into Argentina's Mining Hall of Fame. So our reputation is really the one thing that stood out and allowed Stellantis to approach us. And then afterwards, they began a very extensive process of due diligence uh, on the potential of our projects. And I have to say that they use some of the best professionals available, engineering groups, geoscientists that have worked uh, within the lithium triangle there in Argentina have put, you know, worked on projects into production. So they could see what the potential was. They validated our potential. And that was uh, enough for Stellantis to to proceed and to finalize this deal that we see today. Right. But I guess my question is, what's the benefit of, you know, a company like Stellantis um, investing into an exploration company like Argentina Lithium versus a producer? Well, producers typically have offtake deals ready to go and uh, are further along the chain in by Putting some money into uh, an earlier stage exploration company like us, it allows them, you know, they are able to acquire an offtake for, we've granted them an offtake for up to 15,000 tons per year, which is, you know, arguably uh, represents 50% of what we intend to produce in the future. And then we, we can both agree that they can buy additional lithium going forward after that. So I think what they're looking to do is to ensure that they have unfettered access to any lithium that gets produced. Uh, and and uh, by being able, by investing at an earlier stage company, I think they've got a tighter control over that. Okay. And as you mentioned with the offtake, can you discuss the terms a little bit about this offtake and what the value of the offtake is at current lithium prices? Well, it's a market-based offtake deal. I'm not at liberty to discuss the uh, the details of that. These um, offtake deals typically, and you could, if you try to search them online, you'll find them all redacted. And I think we're, our, ours are is much along the same. But it's it's market related, and it what we've done is we've granted uh, Stellantis to an agreement to supply them with 15,000 tons of lithium over seven years uh, after we achieve commercial production. Okay, got it. I want to take a little bit of a step back um, and talk more about the transaction itself. So, you know, from my understanding, the 90 million is a calculated sum post conversion from the Argentine peso. The market is, is kind of speculating that there's going to be a slippage or in other words, maybe a loss between five to 20%, which could be a factor. Is this accurate to say? And what's the process involved in this conversion? As I imagine it, it's not, you know, easy or straightforward. Well, for us, the money gets deposited at our, our subsidiary in Argentina, like you said, in Argentine pesos. In terms of treasury management, uh, you know, we want Argentina is experiencing a very high bout of inflation right now, ranging between 100 and 130 percent a year. So our interest is to keep that money safe and preserve its value as best we can. So we're moving that money out of the country. And uh, when you move money out of the country, typically, you know, there's fees and there is some slippage, but that only represents half the equation because these funds are earmarked for to be spent in Argentina and as we push the money back into the country to pay for the exploration programs that are underway there inflation will permit us to acquire more pesos than what we uh, used going out so I expect to see the slippage be relatively minimized okay and like you said, I guess, you know, of course, since the projects are in Argentina, some of the funds will be held to pay for project expenses and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. That's that's right. OK. And, guess, and we are prepaying a number of larger expensive contracts as well, like our driller and so forth. So we're prepaying them now in pesos for the balance of the year. So it, we are undertaking 
all sorts of methods here to uh, ensure that you know we preserve, uh, if not improve, the value of the money that we have there. Right, and when you say preserve, you know, I, I guess so. You're referring to kind of currency volatility, since the peso is known to have some volatile swings. Is that you know maybe buying a, a safe asset like gold or something and converting as needed? How do you plan on preserving that capital? Well, we're preserving by prepaying. You know, we're not in the business of buying other assets, but uh, we are in the business of uh, prepaying certain contracts to acquire services, and then by keeping the funds out of the country and in a very safe cash management, you know, approach, we're able to preserve uh, the value of the of those funds. Got it. Okay. So the company's, you know, of course, extremely well capitalized. And you said that the funds will probably last for about three to four years with no additional dilution. What's next for the company to advance these projects? And is there is there a need for additional drilling or can the mine development process um, and the pre-feasibility and the resource begin? Well, we are drilling right now. We've got four projects. Two of them we consider are first tier projects and two of them are second tier. The first tier projects are the higher grade ones, the ones situated next to established discoveries and at this point. And those are the projects that we're really being focused on. We have an ongoing drill program right now in one of those known as the Rincon project. We've drilled a number of holes there and we're moving that towards, we hope to have a resource calculation in the, in the early part of 2024. Uh, with just one drill rig working there, it takes about a month to make a single hole. So if we we have plans to drill another dozen holes or so that would represent another year of drilling. So what we're planning to do is to we're reworking our exploration plans and seeing if we can double, if not triple the number of drill rigs there so that we can advance these projects quicker. We want to get them be able to publish a, a, a resource, a preliminary economic assessment, and then complete a preliminary pre-feasibility study. It's at the end of that engineering study that production decisions can be made. Okay. And that, that should be maybe three years, you say? In the next, uh, yes. In the next two to three years, we should have at least two of the projects at that stage. And that's what the goal is here. Great. And just, you know, to kind of to wrap up, do you see these type of investments from automakers happening more frequently with, you know, specifically with early stage exploration and development companies? And if so, why do you think automakers are now starting to pay attention to these companies? Like I said, automakers are building and devising and drafting up plans for the production of electric vehicles. As the, the world, you know, these electric vehicles have become more and more mainstream now. And, you know, just I'm, I'm based in Vancouver. I just have to look outside on the road and I see more and more electric vehicles all the time. The demand for them is going up. So there, you know, there's more of them being built. And I think you're seeing automakers ensuring that there will be no holdup in being able to build these because of lack of parts or, or raw materials. And in this case, the real important mineral here is lithium. Lithium is the key component of uh, electric vehicle batteries. So to ensure that they have that steady supply of lithium, you're seeing companies like Stellantis that are very cash rich. They've been making, you know, you just look them up and you can see that they're doing all kinds of uh, deals with more advanced companies, but also stepping in, going upstream to exploration companies to ensure that, you know, in the next few years they have, if when, when additional lithium supply begins to come on, that they have first dibs on it. Right. It's all very interesting. Nico, thank you so much for your time today. Congratulations on the on the achievement, and I'm excited to see this thing move forward. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and remember to follow us on social media, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. This episode should not be considered investment advice. Always do your own due diligence.